The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Ah, oh. you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Okay. There's the cold open. <laughs> Kia ora welcome to The Real Pod. That's my best sing-songy voice. Beautiful. Thank you. Upbeat. It's sunny, sunny Tuesday morning. Goodness me. Big old day. It's a Tuesday it? morning, but when you're listening to this, it's definitely not Tuesday morning anymore because uh, you've just watched the semi-final? Is that what you'd call the penultimate. it? penultimate. The penultimate episode of Celebrity Treasure Island for 2023. And no. We- no, wrong year. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like Cam Mansell thinking it's 2021. I'm thinking it's 2023. We're somewhere in the middle there. Soon though. They could be listening. Someone could be really late. Exactly and right. welcome. Yes, if, you know, I hope you. it's okay in 2023. <laughs> I'm sure we're all doing fine. <laughs> uh, this is your reality TV and... Um, oh, I was going to do the old thought. This is a shocker. It's your reality TV and pop culture and Aotearoa podcast. And we are, of course, going to be talking about the Monday and Tuesday night episodes of Celebrity Treasure Island. We're also going to be talking a little bit about F-Boy Island. Just Alex is still kind of hanging in stuff. there. I got some stuff. You're like, uh, you're like Dylan Schmitty hanging on by the curly bits of your fingers. <laughs> Crying. <laughs> um, and we, ha- we can finally reveal... JJ's secret boyfriend. <gasps> um, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost $3. you dollars forty nine. A bargain, truly. It's not bad. You it's can't get bad. much. You can't get much under five dollars these days. It's cheaper than a coffee. Go outside, you spend a hundred dollars. Exactly. Exactly. I had one dollar thirty one in my bank account this morning. But it's, it's payday. Tough. It's payday. We've been talking about this. Oh. <laughs> the two week pay cycle brutality. <laughs> my name's Jenny. I'm joined by Alex Casey. We've got. We don't even have a chair anymore. Like, that's how far he's gone. We just, he's just not this. Why? Pack down the mic. <laughs> why are we doing, why are we even pretending that this man would be in a podcast with us? Duncan Grieve is in Sydney, Sydney, I believe, doing businessy things. Back across the ditch. For the final week of CTI, he planned that badly. I think he's just doing some more chain work <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> it's fine. We talked about it on the pod. He felt free wearing the chain in the Gold Coast. So That's I think true. He's trying out a new territory. Do you think he might um he might make a little chain gang over there? <laughs> Possibly. Oh gosh. Okay. We love him. We love him. We love him. But he's not here. Uh, who is here though? Is Tiahe Butler? Kia ora. Kia ora, Tiahe. But look at you. You've got a little, got a little mate. Do you want to do you want to explain what's going on here? Yeah, I've got my mate Samuel with me today. Kia ora, Samuel. Tēnā koe, uh, I here. Tēnā koe, Jane. Tēnā koe, Alex. Um. Did I, uh, wait, I did introduce myself, that's, that's the whole thing us. of what yeah. I'm doing, I always forget. You got you got uh, distracted by roasting Dunk when I, he's not I here I did, again. sorry, sorry Duncan if you're listening, which you definitely are not. Um, Samuel is new to the pod team, he's new to the Spin Off Podcast Network, he is sitting in on this record and he is going to be editing it afterwards. He, he, what he's doing is he's uh, learning from the best in the business about mm. how podcasts get made. In the state of the art studio. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So um we Like I hear secret shadow. We have <laughs> we have a weird audience of one at the moment. Yeah. Maybe that's what's throwing us off. No offense. It's no just offense. Like it's just we're usually uh climbing up, you know. Yeah, it's performance anxiety, right? Mm. Um a little bit like what Cam Mansell experienced in the uh and the what was it? The, the what were they doing? They were digging around Threading in the sand, threading thro- the things yeah. in the sand. There's a lot of sand, so much sand. Anyway, we'll get to that. Let's get into the real news. Sue Nicholson is having a sale. I almost don't want to talk about this because I feel like it's going to be the breaking news banner of the New Zealand Herald <laughs> as soon as some little snake listens to it out there. Sue Nicholson has started a private Facebook group called Sensing Sue's Closet <laughs> where she is selling all of her old shrugs, caftans, kimonos, chiffon for, I would say, a reasonable price, but for 
an extortionate rate. <laughs> like $40 a pop. Yeah. Is that extortionate or is that perfectly reasonable for a nice summer? For fit? a secondhand, like. Yeah, sorry. It's not. It's memorabilia. True. Like, we literally do need something memorabilia. For the, um, for the museum. For the museum. She's shifting units. There's a lot, there's a lot of leopard print. Mm. I'm in the group. There's yeah. about a thousand of us. Okay. Um, That's a lot. And they'll let anybody in, you know? So if you're looking for a new summer look, Sensing Sue's Closet <laughs> on Facebook. I've been watching um, Sister Wives. It takes forever. It feels like forever for it to come out for me because I enjoy it so, so, so much. And I know it's not New Zealand reality television, but I've been invested in this show for a long time. I've been waiting for 12 years for it to get good. And finally it has because one of the wives is left, which is amazing. Anyway, they have a business called um, My Sister Wife's Closet, and that's it's, it's what it's making me think of is these um, – Wow. I just feel like Sue Nicholson's actually quite Sister Wives-y vibes. I'd love to Do see a crossover. Is there a is – it, is, it is it religious? What's the story Yeah, there? no, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Latter-day Saints. Um, I think they generally, as a religion, reject polygamy, but there's still sort of some people who feel very called to be polygamists. That's their way into heaven and so on. Um, so basically a narcissistic dude who wanted a bunch of wives. And wives. Yeah. That's pretty cool. much it. So it's gotten good after 12 years. Yeah, it's taken a while, but man, it's so good. <gasps> Can I give another quick recommendation yes. to a reality show that I've started watching? Hunted Australia. It's on TVNZ. It is so good. It's 20 Aussie drongos in a van and they release them in the middle of Melbourne and then they have these like top level British intelligence like like ex-police all in a headquarters trying to find them <laughs> and it's just like they're fugitives on the run and so anything they do with their phones their their money they have to be really careful some of them immediately run out of the van run into a toilet shave their head put a like <laughs> real bad wig on it's like amazing television it's shot like an action film highly recommend i think we've talked before about what ha- have you ever thought about like how you do a murder how you'd get away with a murder, like what you would do. Well, there is the old ice um, bow and arrow. Oh, okay. Or ice. I've never heard of it, but I'm I'm sensing what you're picking up there. You know, the ice melts melts and 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 it's gone. That's from like a riddle. I haven't actually really thought about it. (laughs) Oh, neither. To be clear, if the jury is ever listening to this and I'm... (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I just think like how, you know, you, you hear people who never get caught and you're like, how did you get away with it? And it's almost like... Is this show teaching people how to get away with it? Well, heaps of them get caught within like 20 minutes. It's so funny. It's just really, really good. But then there's some, like one of the teams has a former cop in it and he's he's the one who, and he's paired up with a hairdresser, so he's got wigs for Africa. Oh my goodness. And they are just, they are like so (laughs) far from Melbourne already and the cops are like, we've got no idea where these guys are. It's just really amazing TV. I watched like four episodes back to back on Sunday. Loved it. I hate it when you give me recommendations for good shows because I immediately want to watch them. And I've got no time, Alex. I'm sorry, Jane. Got no time. Make time. Can't time between children and work and Halloween. Oh, don't even get me started. I want you to start. What a great holiday! Can <laughs> I, I love just it. say that I the best it. holiday. It should ever. be a holiday. All Hallows Eve. It should be a day off work for us to be able to prep, mm. get our costumes sorted, mm. last minute trip to look sharp. You know, I was still splattering paint on my sorry blood paint on my uh, on my my costume scrubs uh, now, like five minutes before leaving the leaving the house and so I had to go out with wet paint on me and if it had the day off work I would have been able to sort that in the morning and mm. let it dry all day now talk me through what your costume was okay well the, it was firstly it was appropriated from Hexwork Productions our sister company who did a clear out of some stuff some props from some stuff they were shooting I grabbed a doctor's outfit scrubs and an overcoat lab coat type situation and a stethoscope and I was like that's not scary enough so I covered it with blood splatters and I thought I think I can level this up a little and so I asked Maisie if I was able to take her baby doll and (laughs) also splatter that in blood and wrap that in a little blood splattered swaddle. So that was I mean, me. that's just another day at the office, isn't <laughs> it? Is. it? I know, a... for a midwife. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, this is actually what it looks like, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> so it was quite, after, I was just saying this before, and I apologise, I know, I haven't said it in a while, but I used to live in the States. And uh, they really go all out for Halloween, as you know, you've seen on the television. Mm. Uh, those of you not, who've not been lucky enough to live in LA for 10 months. Um, and... It's like kids are desensitised to the scary shit by the time mm. they're about five. 
So you've got these five-year-olds walking around, these like zombies and people with like real, really realistic looking like makeup of cuts in their faces and all that. And the kids are just like, this is great. Whereas in our neighbourhood, it's all like bloody Spider-Man and fairies and princesses and and they're just not scary enough. Right. And I think maybe... You want to show them the, the horrors of birth. I think my bloody baby was... Uh, <laughs> It was a bit much for some. Can I ask, in the narrative of your costume... <laughs> wasn't birth. Was the blood yours? No, or was it the baby's? It's, or it was, was it the, the Originally, mother's? before I brought the baby into it, it was just like an operation, you know, an operation gone mm. wrong. Uh, and then I was okay. like... All gone right. You're like, you know... True, who break knows? Your legs. Mm. But it's mm. Halloween, so definitely gone wrong. You know, right. like I'm, but, I'm so, a psychopathic mm, murderous God, doctor. Sorry, mm, this is getting too... It was the baby... <laughs> the ba- well, you know, it's like Taylor Swift song lyrics... Open to interpretation, okay. you know? Like, okay. you you choose your truth. You see wow. this picture and you choose your own, That's con- your own truth. That's most confronting. I like to think the baby was the murderer. True. Yeah. Baby was working with me. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> We're a team. Anyway, lovely time, <laughs> trick-or-treating, lots of candy, love to see it. I went out to West Auckland, stayed at my friend Ashley's house because her street goes pretty hard for Halloween and she wanted some support, giving out the lollies. And I um, threw on a cape, did a little blood, you know, a little blood, yeah. blood thing. Well, you look good. And then threw on some silly glasses, and I was like, this is fine. Made more effort than most of the kids, for God's sake. For God's sake. Kid walking up in a basketball singlet, saying I'm a basketball player. Yeah. You know what that is, though? That's New Zealand just being a bit shit at Halloween. <laughs> it is. I don't blame the kid, okay? Because I think it's the, it always comes back to the parents. <laughs> when I was a kid... I used to go around doing exactly what that kid did. I'd put mm-hmm. on some like shorts with palm trees on it, a shirt, chuck some binoculars around my neck and a visor and say I was a tourist. You know? Terrible That's costume. Good. At least there's like accessories involved there. Yeah, you know? but it still was just working with what was in the house. Right? True. And and very last minute, like kind of, Oh, maybe we'll go trick or treating. Yeah, it's it's not raining, let's go, kind of thing. Mm. Whereas uh, in other countries, I won't name any specific ones. No. But in other countries, People get organised, they make a thing of it, they get their costumes sorted and it's such a good time and you don't see people wandering around in a basketball singlet saying they're bloody, who's a basketballer? I don't know, Larry Bird. That's quite, quite, an, old, quite an old callback. Yeah. Can confirm Larry Bird is a basketball player. Okay, so, you know, yeah, I think parents so we, need well, to... We all need to go to LA. You all That's need to go to saying. LA for a research trip. Um, ask your boss, whoever your boss is. I'm sure that'll be fine. They'll pay for it, and uh, and then they'll give you a day off work as well to prepare for Halloween. That's in an ideal flawless. world, I did get to um, have some banter with the kids, you know, on the door. Yeah, and I got a few things quite wrong about people's costumes, including mm. there was a kid who had like a you know like the Day of the Dead kind of Mexican skull on his face, and he was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh, what are you?" He's like, "I'm from Coco," and then I went. We don't talk about Bruno. No, wrong one. Not from Coco. Not from Coco. No. From Disney's Eccan tour. And he looked at me like I was the biggest idiot. I revealed myself. Did he know, though? Did he get the reference? He just, like, did nothing. No, yeah. Kids not very good at banter. No, they're not. They're not. There was one house, actually, (laughs) that we went to where they were making the kids do a trick. And half the kids walked away without candy because they didn't know how to... (laughs) You know? How to to do a joke or something on the spot. (laughs) There but was, it's tough when someone, you know, even a comedian, you can go up to a comedian and go, be funny, and they can't. There was one kid, though, who I didn't even ask for a trick. I just opened the banter floor again, and I was like, what are you dressed as, young sir? Because he was wearing, he was probably like nine, he was wearing white shirt, black tie, black aviators. And I was like, what are you? And he's like, I'm a business owner. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, what's your business? And he's like, I'm a lawyer. And then he pulled his aviators out and was like, and yes, I do evade my taxes. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? How old? Like nine or ten. Amazing. Like, I learned the Prob- word of age when I was about 26. Probably actually a business owner. That's a terrifying thing. Based on his eloquency. Speaking of which, speaking of business and Halloween, stick around for Max Key Corner at the very <gasps> end of this show because I have an update from Thrilling. social media that you've all probably already seen. Anyway. Um, God, we're really... Else? Quickly, okay, we've got to get okay. to CTR. Well, we're we're talking about quickly. No. No? We've got to talk about JJ. Okay. We got a bit JJ Feeney, scandal queen. We don't talk about JJ. <laughs> we do talk about JJ because she's revealed her boyfriend, who I had already worked out who it is, because I'm like those the the, the cops and so on on Hunted Australia, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Figured out who it was, but I kept it quiet because I was respecting, right? Didn't tell anyone. I was like, I figured out who it is, keeping that shit to him. 
think it's up to JJ to decide when she's going to reveal her her boyfriend. She's sort of been slowly revealing him body part by body part in a weird way. <laughs> like, like naked attraction. <laughs> he'd turn up like his legs and his <laughs> would be in the background of her stories or his hands gaming. Um, and we'd see bits of it, but we didn't see his face uh, until now. She has, she did a like a have a wine with us a event. A Facebook live event. But a, a private event. But it costs you money. $3.49. Yeah. $3.49. Can you put meet, a price? Meet the man. On information. Yes, $3.49. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact price you can put on it. Um, so I don't know how many people turned up to this thing. I actually would have paid to go on there except for that JJ knows who I am and she'd be like, what are you doing? Right. You know, like might just seem weird. I don't think so. Don't you think? Just checking in. Well, the thing is it's still available to watch. Even I might though the event lapsed, we could watch posthumously. I know, okay. Hunted Australia, JJ and Hwani. Yeah. <laughs> and I can say his name now, Hwani, because it's out there. And now he is on like he's on her Instagram now. He's released from from you know, what's is it fill in the rest of the sentence released for me? From I don't know. Per- purgatory. From identity purgatory. Embargo. <laughs> from his oh, release from thank embargo. You. Thank you. That's why you're here. Okay, and he's uh, he's out there now. So he is going to be featured in all the HelloFresh, all the the trips to Rotorua. In fact, I think he's just had his first trip to Rotorua. Oh, with... that's like a heartbreak trail of Manu. Oh no, I was just thinking it? that too. Just <gasps> as soon as you said that, as soon as you said that. God. I wonder if Manu's got a burner account. He's watching on. True. Oh. Three dollars forty nine. <laughs> oh my god! Good on her though. Have we got a Women's Day cover yet? We got a Women's Day. Spread? I certainly hope so. If not, someone's not doing together. their job properly. Okay, if Boy Island, quickly give us the rundown. Okay, well, here's just. I'm still watching it. I'm not proud of it, but I'm still watching it. <laughs> you just need to it's record a like, disclaimer. It's not fascinating. It's not like it's just intriguing to see what they're doing with the format because something crazy has happened at the end of episode six. So we're, you know, I assume halfway through the show, there's still a good bunch of lads left. And they're basically like, okay, at this elimination, three of you are going home and you'll reveal your status, but then the rest of you are also going to reveal if you're an F-boy or a nice what, the, guy. All remaining contestants. All remaining contestants. And there's still a lot of the show left to go. So that leaves me going, well, what's going to happen now? What is, maybe what's... they're going to bring in more mystery men or maybe they think the connections are kind of strong enough with some potential F-boys that the girls might keep going for them knowing full well right. their truth. I don't know. Are there good connections there? There's people pashing on a hammock. Okay, okay, that's a good connection. <laughs> but I just thought I'd give you a little update as a reporter of the news. Okay, thank you very much. Appreciate You're that. You're welcome. A real lot. We're going to get into reality check. I have four weeks to decide I'm going to drop my entire life. I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. Did <laughs> you just buy? Reality check. Okay, final week. How are you feeling, Alex? I'm feeling... Look, it's bittersweet, isn't it? I forgot that like the final week is not actually that great. <laughs> <laughs> it's less interesting. Um, I guess you've got less personalities around for all that kind of fun, uh, like, B-roll-y type stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's very challenge-based, which means yeah. it often like relies on the physical and it this starts is, to become clear yeah. who's this doing is, what. This is the thing, I think... That bugs me as someone who'd love to have a crack is that I look at this last week and think, I'd never survive any of this anyway. Do mm. you know what I mean? Because it's just so physical. We like give me a give me a charity challenge where I have to put on some upside down goggles and try and push a potato into a hole or something <laughs> like that. That's more my jam. Yeah. But I'd like to think that Celebrity Treasure Island is something that kind of like is a level playing field. Yep, there might be some physical stuff. But, and, and I know there are puzzles, but it just feels like this this final week really does come down to a lot of real physical stuff. Mm. Even digging shit up in the sand. So much sand work. So much sand work. And it's just hot, like very unpleasant to watch, yeah. I thought. It's, it's, <laughs> there's so much horrible stuff to watch <laughs> this week. But it's all leading to a wonderful place, which is $100,000 going to a charity. So... Monday night's episode, we uh, left off with Court having the decision of who's going to be paired with who. And she does what I honestly didn't expect her to do. Mm. Uh, and she doesn't choose Jesse; She chooses Siobhan. Yeah. Because of the whole wanting woman in the final thing. But I was like, shouldn't you just 
attribute the woman? Like, so you can be certain a woman will be going through. I think what it is, truthfully, is... <laughs> I think she really sees herself in the final and she probably thinks that she can carry another woman through, in this case, Siobhan. Mm. I also think, though, ultimately, she wants to not have Jessie in the final. And by pairing with Jessie and trying to get herself through also means trying to get Jessie through. He comes through. True. So I think, uh, yes, yes, it's great that she's uh, she's she's doing the, the feminist thing and she's trying to push women to the final, but I, I think there's also an extra... We know how much of her motivation is just to beat Jessie because it comes across very strongly yes. in these two episodes. Well, They're not cracks- even talking about winning the game anymore. They're talking about... Just beating Jesse. Eliminating Chuke. That's the real treasure right there. Yeah, I think you mean they're, they're obsessed with beating Jesse Chuke. Sorry, full Jesse Chuke. Full Chuk name. That's, that's what he becomes when he becomes yeah. the Jesse villain. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very good Siobhan impression, oh, by the way. <laughs> but um, Courtney clocks that he's the traitor. Right? Oh, yes, this is a big deal, right? Yeah. Um, he, Jesse's been going around sort of telling little bits of the truth. Like in every lie is a little bit of truth. Every good lie is a little bit of truth, right? Because mm. it just, that helps make it more believable. So he's been sprinkling tiny bits of the truth in, but in amongst a lot of lies. Yeah. And even telling thing, different things to different people, but still managing to keep it all in motion. Honestly, like a very good player. Very good player. And even when he's caught out in a lie, he's still just deny, deny, deny. Because he can nothing. smile yeah, and it's forever. Like, it's kind of gaslighting, right? It's like crazy making when mm. someone is like, you kind of know that they're lying, but they're denying it and they know that you know, but they're making you feel like you're the one who's going bonkers and that's what's happening to Courtney. Yes. She did start to get quite sulky and she didn't quite say gaslighting, but she nearly got there. She nearly got there. <laughs> like, oh, so I'm the crazy one then. And yeah. I was like, hmm, I've used that in a fight before. <laughs> <laughs> Court's really like she's 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 really trying to figure out if Jesse's telling the truth about what he said about the monolith, and ask around, gets everyone together their stories. I didn't realize at first that Jesse was actually just sitting there through this whole conversation, but yeah. there he is. Um, and then she uh, she decides to read her logbook, her captain's logbook, very closely once more. Mm. And the word traitor pops up there. Interesting. A traitor who's Wonder who that could be. Taken off with the treasure and hidden it. Mm. And she joins some dots and uh, she decides that Jesse must be the traitor, not the navigator. And she tells Siobhan this and Siobhan says, oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, Court's thrown into a spin because she's like, how does no one see what a big deal this is? Jesse might know where the treasure is. And no one thinks this is a problem? Mm. Well, I suppose everyone's already on board with getting rid of him. Like, what? even knowing more, what does that do to their game? Well, I think it probably, you're also then talking about questioning a a friend who's been telling Mm. you big, big porkies. Big old porkies. Huge. Hugest of the porkies. Um, They do that little heart-to-heart thing with Matt and Bree. All the their, recap. The recap, they kind of reveal all the alliances, um, some of which people knew about, others they didn't, like the one with Court and Cam. At one point that Court and Cam were in an alliance and and uh, Susan and Elvis were very surprised by that information. That's right. And Susan said she's never broken any rules No, on and there show. was a dametization. <laughs> Susan running around in her pyjamas, sneaking out of boundaries, pounding on the monolith. She was just going everywhere. She yeah. probably popping back to the office, you know, like yeah. <laughs> all sorts just, during just the show. Tending to some emails. I do think, like, it's nice to stop and reflect, but I would prefer a reunion show after the finale in front of a live studio with them all in their, like, Sunday best, you know? Once yeah. they've all seen each other sh- shit-talking each other behind their backs and stuff. Like a, like a woman tell all. But at the same time, I feel like that almost needs to happen immediately after they've shot. So it doesn't, like... True. I know it's impossible because there's, there's a process in which they have to eat it. But while it's all still fresh in their minds and they're all still feeling emotional and kind of like – because I feel like that, that period between shooting and it airing, probably a lot of hatchets are buried. You mm. know, a lot of people have gained perspective, come back to their normal life, and they're not so caught up in life on the island. I think if you got them into a room together to hash it all out – Immediate, like where they were f- had to watch back tapes and things, mm. that you'd see some real sparks fly then. 
Although it was interesting, if you cast your mind back to the party, who wasn't there? Who wasn't there? Mel wasn't there. Mike wasn't there. Like, you know, it's yeah. possible that I think some of these some of these fractures have run quite deep. But everyone, I know Mel left too soon. Like, she left before her time. She was she, she could have gone on much further in the competition. But she, she did have ultimately fine relationships with everyone, didn't she? I can't remember. <laughs> Mike King, I don't think I don't think he's in everyone's speed dial. No, at the other at the other end of this. Um, anyway, uh, Court does that last minute alignment with the Dame and Siobhan to try and get the get the gals through to the final. She pairs with Siobhan. Jesse realizes he's been all worked out. Cam and Susan are the other pair, another pair, and Jesse and Elvis. Uh, the final I love pair. Cam and Susan together. Just amazing. Give me a travel show. Oh. Give me any show with Anything. those two. Give me a cooking Except show. Except for a podcast because then we'll be dead in the no. water. <laughs> Elvis realises at this point, everyone wants Jesse out. And Court's just paired me with Jesse. Mm. What are you saying about me? Mm. Am I seen as a weakness? Um, maybe, but clearly wrong, you know? Yeah. He is definitely not a weakness. He just absolutely, I mean, we see, right? They absolutely uh, hammer the, next, the first face off. And this is the one... That means that they don't have to, that they're definitely through to the next day mm. because they win this. It's the uh, digging up the puzzle pieces in the sand thing. First of many sand challenges. Yeah. The cats in the litter tray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> digging uh, up puzzle pieces. Putting them together on a pole. Finding 10. Um, then look at, then looking for your 11. <laughs> then looking for your 11 <laughs> out of 10. This was heartbreaking. For Susan and Cam because. Or was it perfect? <laughs> I mean, it was both. It, while. I, I want this. I don't want to watch it in real time because I feel like this took ages. Mm. But at the same time, I want to know how exactly how much in advance they found that tenth piece, thinking it was their ninth, and went back. Like, how long did they spend looking for this piece they had already got? Like, was it yeah. two minutes or was it twenty minutes? Because if it was anything more than five, you can probably assume that they would have won. Mm. Don't you think? The whole game could have changed. Yeah. But part of the challenge is counting. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the, I dare say, easiest part of the challenge. <laughs> Just counting from one to ten. I loved it. Aww. But they were in good spirits, Dame Susan. Talk about dumb and dumber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, said we're the perfect combination of dyslexia and dementia. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing with this game is that um, for as many times as you're like, damn it, if I'd done just that thing slightly differently, I would have been through. There are so many times where it's like, phew, I just got through, mm. you know, like on luck somewhere else. Yeah. So, you know, it's you never – no day is guaranteed, Alex Casey, is what I'm saying. Yeah, Every day on sand powerful. is a good day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and count your puzzle pieces. Count, that's, I think, <laughs> the one thing we should all take away from here. And honestly, take that into life too because mm. when you're doing a thousand-piece puzzle, it takes you a few days over the holidays and you're working really hard on that. You get to the end and there's a piece missing. That's oh. – that's heartbreaking. But you're telling me you count out the foul no, before you start. But if you really wanted to avoid that heartbreak, you'd have to, wouldn't you? Maybe there's some sort of weighing thing you could do. Mm. Maybe I need to invent a puzzle piece weigher. It's a good idea. No, it's not. <laughs> million dollar idea. <laughs> Extremely limited market for that. Sell it to your mum. <laughs> Sell it to Warner Brothers. Sell it to Cam, to True. Cam Mansell and to, to Susie D. Um, it's a top. It's it's not. It's a top six um, with an awkward silence. Now mm-hmm. they were really all happy and best of mates, but now there's uh, this heavy weight hanging over them that two of them are going home, and it's either Cam and Susan or it's Siobhan and Courtney. And also, Jesse's realised just how much people want him out. Yeah, and he says, "If you come for the king, you best not miss." That's so good. And do not underestimate Elvis Lopetti. Yeah, great. Two great quotes. Amazing, amazing. Face-off number two. Um, this is the one that's going to see uh, a team eliminated. Looping, this one looks easy, I dare say. Yeah, I thought so. Especially because they could. They had time, like Siobhan did, without the blindfold on, where they could see the pattern. Like yeah. She's like, yeah, it goes up and down and up and down. I think what was supposed to make them come unstuck, and very nearly did, but there was a technical, was at the end, because of the way they hadn't pulled their rope all the way through, it was actually really hard to bring it back to the middle. Mm. And Siobhan was heaving and heaving and heaving with her rope to the point where she just pulled out a pole. That was clearly not supposed to happen. And no. had the pole not come out, she might not have pulled it through to the middle. 
because sliding of, doors moment uh, yet again. Yeah, the friction on the, the ropes through the holes, the, the loops, I think that's part of what they were supposed to do is kind of they get to the end and realise, shit, I needed to pull more rope through right. at the beginning to be able to, to get, you know, the slack to pull it all the way through. There's but another, what are you going to do? You're not going to saying there. There's another life lesson somewhere in there. Stitch and give yourself time. enough pull, pull rope enough rope to, to slack. Like, to slack. Keep your slack. Pull the loops <laughs> in the middle, or pull as hard as you fucking can. Ruin the equipment. They're not going to reshoot it anyway, and you're through. <laughs> you know? Yay, Siobhan. Yay, Siobhan. <laughs> they um they absolutely uh, nailed it. It was very sad to see. Cam and Susan go, but very happy. My moment. Remember last year in the final, and when Chris Parker was running around to ultimate victory, and he was so far behind, and he's just like yells out to himself, "Let's go, Chris Parker!" <laughs> and it was the sweetest thing. Yes. And for me, silly game, silly, silly game, game, silly, silly game. game. <laughs> like Jane and Susan running off, waving her arms around, reminding everyone it's just a silly game. Was just glorious. So good. Loved it. So, so much. She also, we've not mentioned, had a spectacular fall. She did. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Off the starting block before the challenge Who during the knew? emotional uh, charity monologue. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew we were going to get another like fall of all time. Loved it. Loved it. Collapsed right off the box yeah. and then just was laughing in the sand yeah. for a yeah. very long time. Brilliant. She just, uh, just put her weight onto the edge too much and the whole thing. <laughs> she just tumbled. I'm not sure why, but I was watching her just before she fell. Like I watched her fall and there was no reason for her to fall. No. Right, she just yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. She just did. Yeah. At what age does it swap from falling over to having, having a, a fall? fall? Yeah, no, this, mm, I've talked about this before. Question. I think 65. Obviously not as old as Dame Susan because she got right back up. Yeah, no, no. She's she's in her she's 50s. Yeah, yeah, she's still got time. But also she's an athlete, so she's basically, I don't know, 45, mm. you know. She gets another 10 years. She gets so another she gets 10 years. Yeah. She gets two and a half years for every world title. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's only fair. And Matt Chisholm said, Dame Susan, is there anything you can't do? And she said, I can't stand on a box. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the final four go off to um, the luxury camp uh, and some yummy food. Yum. And what a time. I love this part of it because yeah. it looks so good. It looks so comfy and there's like a capsicum weird yeah. on, the, on the platter. You know? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it. And they all went straight for the capsicum. Lights uh, and fruit. We're going to we, – we, so and, and then uh, that's where we end, eh? Mm-hmm. That's where we end. So no real cliffhanger except for – the fact that we've only got two more episodes to go and it's all really getting down to it. And uh, we're going to take a quick, quick break. We'll be back shortly and we're going to talk about Tuesday night's episode, the penultimate episode of CTI 2022. Welcome back. Wow. How were those ads? Good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we've been sharing our secret ads, the contestants on CTI, their last night, their very last night. And, uh, oh, no, they've still got, no, for some it's their last night. For two of them it's their last night. They've been sharing all their secrets. They've been having a nice time bonding. They've had a cricket in the midst. They've had a cricket in the midst. Oh, no, it's only for one of them it's their last night. I'm sorry. Math is not my strong point today. I am Cam Mansell in the Puzzle (laughs) Piece Challenge. Today's about to be ruined because there's a challenge ahead. Oh, ah, not on a oh bloody gosh. challenge show. <laughs> uh, the winners of this challenge get to choose a clue from the losing pair. This plays out real weird, by the way. Oh, I just start thinking the clue thing. I don't know. Does it really matter? It must be important if it's a prize at this point of the game. I guess so. Just follow everyone else. This looked like <laughs> a bloody horrible challenge. Puzzle, fine. Pushing the things through the thing, fine. Digging oh. up that net full of those blocks. Terrible. Horrible. I mean, Courtney and Siobhan were onto it pretty early when they realised they could use the sea to their advantage. When it kind of washed in, they were like, no, this is going to undo all our work. Yeah. But what they realised is it actually kind of floats the thing somewhat. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how it works. Because uh, Jesse and Elvis were just I know, stuck. I know. They, they were was, completely they, stuck. They were stuck. Until the very end, like there was, this has been the most, what's the word, <laughs> you know, uneven challenge mm. that we've seen, or uneven result. Ever. Ever, possibly. In like, history. They essentially didn't get started. Do you think that it was fair? 
Why would it not be? I don't know. Maybe they were closer to the sea. No, the sea washed in on those two as well. Mm, they just didn't use the sea. They didn't use Which is ironic given Jesse's background. But obviously you can't replicate exactly how the blocks are each going to be kind of positioned and how far into the sand. You know, like the, 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 the uh, challenge supervisor will do their very best to get it mm. as even as possible. But there might have just been, I don't know, some nasty little block that was just wish right in there yeah. on one side. Who knows? I don't want to take away anything from the girls because they fucking nailed it, man. No, they, like, were, they were amazing. Absolute beasts. They yanked that. That looked heavy. Because even when they got it so out, heavy. getting it up the beach looked like a horrible time. And that puzzle was insanely weird. Like, why did they have to push it through that channel thing and then stack it all up? Because oh, you can't just take puzzles. Because otherwise, the challenge is get the puzzle pieces and put them together. There's got to always be some some other mechanism push them in there. Through a tunnel first. Yeah, get them through. <laughs> a t- but they had to keep. I guess that had to. They had to keep track of how many because there were 24 puzzle pieces mm. and one of them was almost blank or was blank so they needed to make I don't know more counting is that what you're saying I don't know I don't want to do it I'm not very good at it today either I also liked how just Elvis and Jesse were getting increasingly frustrated not really with each other just with the situation but Elvis ended up being like okay hairy chest <laughs> like suddenly became real obsessed with Chook's hairy chest I think as well though <laughs> while, they're, while they're doing it <laughs> When someone's like, you know, when you're trying to do something, and I think you'll probably find, I don't know, maybe with Joe, that you might be doing something and he's like, just do this or just do that. And you're like, I'm fucking doing this. You know, <laughs> so even though you're angry with the thing that you're frustrated with, sometimes someone else piping up going, come on, pull. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it makes might it be work. like the most, it's like giving birth, right? As you'd know. Well, I've well, never pushed one out, but. Well, Halloween. I feel like, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I feel like as a woman, if I was pushing a baby out of my downstairs and uh and it was really hurting and i'm i'm probably upset at being hurt but then having you know it's taylor's oldest time having uh dad come over over the top being like push you can do it it's just that's why they get the fuck off you know like it's Mm. you know sometimes and that was elvis that was elvis they were trying to birth baby blocks (laughs) they were (laughs) and uh and elvis was was getting frustrated and then they ended up just they just sat down and started making Going for puzzles. the sunroof, really, and taking them yes. out one by one from <laughs> yes. the top. There's too many block babies to be in a net, I can tell you. Should have been a water birth. <laughs> Got it. Nice. Um, anyway, moral of the story is that Siobhan and Courtney take it out by absolute miles. Mm-hmm. Um, they get two steel puzzle pieces. Did you catch the fantastic sledge from Courtney afterwards? She ran over and hugged them and said, what were you guys up to? Oh, yeah. Good work. <laughs> dangerous, dangerous thing to do, I reckon, because mm. you never know when you're going to lose a challenge. Yeah, Spoiler true. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> so they get to, I said puzzle piece. I mean, the girls get to steal uh, clothes. clothes from the boys. And Siobhan takes Elvis's spindle. I don't think Elvis has a ton of clothes, so she's probably... She hasn't got she hasn't got the massive array of options that Courtney has. And I don't know how they decided who got to choose from who. True. But Courtney got Courtney was able to choose from every possible clue that there is because Jesse has them every all. Every clue. Yeah. And she chooses the one clue that he's got two, two of. of. <laughs> which are they exactly the same or are there different coordinates on but who knows? No idea. It's not clear. No. Jesse is no idea why she's done this. He's like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for taking the least valuable of all my clothes, the one that I have an identical version of. What he's done there is just, he's overwhelmed her with stuff and information. It's yeah. like when you go, go into the chemist warehouse, you know, and there's just so much you don't know what to choose and you end up choosing the wrong she thing. She's a bloody screwdriver that had a note in it. But she's already got a screwdriver. But it doesn't have the note in it. He took the note out. Mm. Oh, could she take the No, hang on. Is the note not part of the... <sighs> That's confusing. Don't know, Jane. But I think probably what drew her to that, um, the Glasson's block of, of number oh, yeah. when you go into the changing room, is that it had stuff written on it, right? So with the other things, they're all like, how are you going to use this? How are you going to use a spindle? What's the screwdriver? She's got a screwdriver. What's, I can't remember what the other clues are. Yeah, I don't I can't know. even remember. I can just remember the spindle and the screwdriver. Yeah. But something that's got writing on it feels like that's important. Useful. True. Very you know? True. So I'm make your own spindle thinking. out of your hair. Yes, yeah. You know, you know? make make some, get some flax, <laughs> some harakeke, and make some rope or something. I don't know. There are options. Compass. That's the compass. Other one. Compass would That's be quite right. handy. Just for life. It's hard to orient here without a compass. God, I don't understand how a compass works. North, don't south. Don't talk to me about it. Neither does Perlina, <laughs> by the way. 
<laughs> she couldn't get that compass right in that oh, puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> Send her home. <laughs> Uh, Jesse, Courtney takes Jesse for a chat, whips out her pilot's logbook, says, You're the traitor. He denies it. What? No. Just smiles at well, Cheshire Grin. Look at me smile. Um, Courtney just goes a bit crazy from it all uh, and then tells Alvis her theory, and he's like, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he's playing the game, but I don't think he knows where the treasure is. <laughs> don't be stupid. Don't be silly. Who do that? <laughs> and Courtney just feels like she's all alone in this. The one person who would believe a story, is the person who's denying he's the traitor. Mm. Now we are down to uh, a really another really horrible challenge. And a conf- confusing one for me. What, what, what was the... If, you just have to get them it's all... It's very simple. Was it all one colour? Yes, you just have to get them all one colour. So no, it was just whoever tied out first. That was the whole thing. Yeah. Ah! But there's some strategy involved, I guess, in kind of looking what the other team are going, doing, who, you know, where their fastest runner might be going and... When, when you need to time the turning so that you, you know, blah, 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 blah. basically it was running around flipping boards to your team's colour and it looked horrible. I mm. think Jesse said after one minute, everything, his lungs were burning, his legs were burning. And if Jesse Chook is saying that, then literally no one else has a shit show. That is, it looked horrible. At least they subverted gender norms, Jane. They did, and they did that in the previous challenge mm. as well. Yeah, so that's. I'm sure that's not... Boys can flip pink puzzle things around as well. Yes, and they did. 2023, for God's sake. It's really <laughs> nearly almost there. It really is. We are so close. Christmas is next month, by the way. So you can see how how I got there. Yeah. I thought it was 2023 already. This thing's a nightmare. There's collisions. I mean, Courtney's bouncing off of other people, getting herself back up. They're flipping those boards. Half the time they don't look like they know what the rules are. Alex Casey definitely doesn't know what the rules are. Um, But they just look really tired. It looked hot as hell. Brianna was stressed. Running, I know. Running up, running up, running on sand sucks. Running uphill on sand also sucks. Having to do it ad infinitum, the worst. Whoa, Latin. Thank you. I actually did Latin at school, so worth it. Um, and yeah, Carnus Estemwea, the dog is in the street. Oh my God. <laughs> Perangustad Augusta. Yeah, you too. Three trials Happy to birthday. <laughs> um, this was quite emotional when the girls didn't win this because A, they knew they had to go up against each other and they really mm-hmm. didn't want to do that. Brie was getting teary. And I think after it was just all that physical exertion, leaving it all out on the beach and then not coming away with the win. And it honestly feeling like it was quite close for most of it. Yeah. And they just seem, yeah, they just seem totally exhausted. Like, like that shot, like the culmination the shot. of the whole game kind of yeah. in one exhausting challenge. Yeah, and their dream of getting, you know, both of them through to the final was was over. And um, the shot of Siobhan sitting back to the camera just hunched over and just like her shoulders rising and falling as she was panting oh. and just you know, head in her hands kind of thing. Yeah, and Courtney was in the fetal position in a sand dune, just sobbing. It was awful. It was really, really awful. And I do think it's, like, a shame that they, those competitors had to carry the extra weight of, like, representation. Like, that was such a big thing for them that, you know, that's yeah. something that... Meanwhile, you know, and they're having this back and forth being like, you know, you go out there and win. I want you to win. You're a powerhouse. Yeah. Meanwhile, Elvis and Jesse are like, I'm going to stab you in your sleep. <laughs> Like, they just don't have that same no. burden because yeah. They're not the carrying... show's been won by men every single time. Well, I mean, I think back in... Hayley Holt won it back in oh. 1924 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Around the time we got the vote, I think, or something like that. There was a part of me that was just hoping in that sequence of shots that Elvis would come up to Courtney and just say, what were you guys up to? <laughs> oh, oh, shit. It's so well. Can you imagine? It was a screwdriver big... in the neck. Oh. <laughs> It was a big difference in the how close those two challenges were, though, to be fair. Mm. <laughs> but that would have been a great burn. <laughs> um, yeah, Siobhan and Courtney, they have that good cry laugh about the situation they're in. Siobhan says she's battling with doing the last challenge at all, which they know is going to be an endurance challenge between Siobhan and Courtney. And I can completely understand that. Like, that absolutely ruins from having to just do what they've done. Mm. And now to do endurance. Ugh. Yeah. And, and Siobhan, like, Courtney's very athletic. Siobhan is clearly more athletic than she thinks she is. Mm. Um, but I can understand how that might just feel like too, too much today, mm. <laughs> too many things, you know. I'm tired and now I have to battle out with my friend. Yeah. And 
this sucks. It's it's woman against woman again. It's interesting how Siobhan always wears that large jacket. Even in the middle of the day in the scorching sun. She probably doesn't want to get sunburnt. Mm-hmm. Clever. I think you'd acclimatise after a while, you mm. know. Um, anyway, I was so worried that Siobhan was about to pull out and just say, Courtney, you just go through. Because I was like, this, this we're, getting, we're getting along in the episode. We don't have time for this challenge. And I was freaking, <laughs> is, this the, is this the way that we get our top three is that Siobhan just goes home? I'm so glad she didn't. Same. I'm so glad she didn't because that would have been the second time that Courtney would have got through, kind mm. of, you know, just True. floated on through. Well, not floated on through, but you know what I mean. We need and we need an emotional battle. You know, we, we I feel like unfortunately to, we need to see them I destroy each other. I feel like we're about to get one, mm. and uh, so Siobhan and Courtney go off to the elimination. One of them will not be returning to camp. They're, they're clearly shooting it exactly the same way they did last year. Where we're not going to see who the winner is until they walk over the rise. That's right. Um, it's going to look like it's very, very close. No one knows who wins, and they're going to walk over the rise, and then Elvis and Jesse will be like, it's you. Yeah. Um, which is exactly. And also the celebration, the quiet celebration. Oh, and then the, so good. Of Jesse and Elvis is an exact recreation of what Lance and Chris Parker did oh, last yeah, year. Oh, yeah, true. And Jesse, like, they were like, yeah. Yeah. And then Jesse got real into it, whipped his shirt off, and Elvis <laughs> again was like, ah, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so funny. I actually really like their dynamic. I also like how Elvis is like, oh, yeah, whatever that boring navigator thing that you won. Like, yeah. he's constantly kind of undermining yeah. all of Jesse's powers. I think it's probably when Jesse's most tempted to, to reveal all. It'd be like, True. no, it's really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> so the elimination between Court and Siobhan's, um, this feels like stick. They're holding a, a rope. It's back. Very simple. Got to hold a rope. If you let go of it, the bucket of water drops on you, which just feels like kick a woman while she's down I you know? know just a tiny bit of humiliation to finish it all off yeah and I am worried they're wearing jackets I'm worried they're going to get really hot in those jackets and they're not going to be in a position to take those off because they can't because they can't well you hold, hold the robe keep, keep the robe on goodness me gosh do you have a prediction about who do you think will well I predicted early well not early days but a few weeks ago I predicted Siobhan Court and Jesse in the final so we got pretty close to that, but it's definitely not what it's going to be, obviously. So I predict, I'm going to say Siobhan. I'm going to predict Siobhan. In fact, I'm going to pre- predict Siobhan for winning the whole damn thing. Or Elvis, would you see? Amazing. May- maybe even Courtney. <laughs> One of those four. <laughs> I'll be keeping Stum. See I here? Do you have any predictions? I don't have predictions, but my heart of hearts Desperately wants Elvis to win. Oh, it'd be so good if Elvis wins. Yeah. Amazing. Jesse's the bow. Lots of love, Jesse. But Elvis is just such an undercover hero of this whole show. Yeah. Mm. It's so funny, the people at the beginning that you just, like, we didn't, I mean, I knew who Jesse Chick was through people. We didn't really know, you know? He was mm. one of the, 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 the celebrities that people were like, who's that? And now... Jesse Chook, it's stop, Jesse Chook. Obviously, can't stop so hearing here, about him. Here is Jess, mate. Jesse <laughs> Chook, obviously. Um, so tomorrow we're going to have an, an episode, and it's going to be quite exciting. We have lined up to talk to the winner, whoever that may be, in this studio. Yes, they I will be coming in. I won't be. I'll be in Wellington, but I'll be zooming in. It's exciting. It'll feel like I'm there. And where will Duncan be? Where he is now on the chain gang <laughs> on the Gold Coast with his gold chain. <laughs> And that's that. That's our pod for for today. But we'll be back tomorrow. Looking I always feel to sad it. when we get towards the end day. Eh? Yeah, I cried watching this one last night. By the way, I cried. Mm. I cried when I cried at the end of that challenge. I cried when the girls were having their chat. Aww. I am going to be. I am going to be that bucket of water of tears <laughs> when it comes to tomorrow's episode. It's a metaphor, and uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll see you then with the winner. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. It's, be exciting. it's, exciting. Yeah. it's good news. It's all good news. <laughs> and a charity gets $100,000. What's not to love? We'll see you then. Thank you, Tia. Thank you, Samuel. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, Jay. It's Duncan. Goodbye. Thanks, Duncan. Not. <laughs> From the Spinoff Podcast Network, you've been listening to The Real Pop. Oh, God, no. Whoops. <laughs> Do we make a mistake we, again? Weird, but true. I know. Usually flawless, but here we are. I promise the Max Key Corner. We need to have some XT Corner. Max. 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 Max.
Before I reveal, well, it's not news, but before I reveal my tidbit in the corner, I just want to acknowledge Samuel. He needs a roasting. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. No, I'll take it. I'll take it. Because uh, he was like, okay, first of all, thank you for remembering. Appreciate that. And now you're going to get punished for it. So mm. he remembered that we'd missed a, missed a segment that we teased at, at the beginning of the podcast that he referred to as Channing Tatum news. <laughs> Which is now, moving forward, going to become a segment on this podcast. What's he up to? I haven't heard anything about him recently. Well, there's a new Magic Mike coming out. Is there? Okay, that was actually turning into... I see what you're doing. Turn it into Channing Tatum. I'm just saying. Are you Channing Tatum? I am Channing Tatum. (laughs) XXL is my shirt size, so, you know. Okay, Max Key Corner. Max... Well, we know he's back. That's not news. He's out there building houses. He's uh, he's he's doing TikToks. Um, he's still on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Fear not. He's there this week with John Chow from Key Stone Stonewood Key Property. John Chow, one of the Chow, Chow brothers. I sat in one of John Chow's hotels in Wellington. Right. How, how was it? Um, it had a clear bath, like it had like good glass bathroom walls. You weren't at one of the everything. brothels, were you? Well. <laughs> There was talk, <laughs> and it may have been repurposed. <laughs> anyway, the Chow Brothers, famous for uh, mostly for their brothel work, um, in business with the Keys, and now seemingly John Chow and Matt Key, the most bizarre of best friends, dressed up as the Joker and Batman for Halloween. <laughs> who was who? Who do you think? Key Batman. Key Batman, yeah. of course, of course. So I've got... Um, do you want to see? I'd love to see. A little live live it's, reveal. This is great. Okay. Um, went pretty all out with their costumes, and I think, well, I was going to say hire a car, but I'd probably just own it. But <laughs> it really is a bit, and nailed it. Holy. Situation. Okay, so this is like an interesting. And they like recreated a shot of uh, the Joker sitting down in the Batman standing <laughs> behind him. It's actually insanely funny. Also, key. That's not that's not Bale's Batman. <laughs> that's not Bale's Batman. I've got a lot of respect for um, the Joker costume. <laughs> the Joker the costume. really funny lime green look sharp wig. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just I think it's the, the weird friendship. Like it's one thing to be in business together, but to like Halloween a duo together. Halloween costume is a big commitment. It's a lifelong commitment, really. And also, like, the difference is that there's a before and after, like an Instagram versus reality of them pre-costume and post-costume. And the difference in John Chow's face from pre to post, I mean, obviously he's wearing makeup, <laughs> but the, the, just the expression on his face in the pre versus the post is quite whiplashy. Whoa! <laughs> he's done a very good job. Oh, you can just, like, feel that cheap fabric, like, <laughs> from here. <laughs> so sweaty. Anyway, if you're bored today, go have a look at that. That's it. That's it. That's, 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 that's worth coming back for. Thank you, and that's our show. We'll see you tomorrow. Kia ora e te iwi, te Ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.